Yo, what's up, guys, and welcome to the Movie Newbie Podcast. I'm your host, Jabril Sahemi, the newbie, and I'm joined by... Rafael Luca, actor, clown, thespian, and a pure cinephile. Oliver Mangum, writer, producer, and fellow film lover. So yeah, enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, guys, and welcome back to the Movie Newbie. I'm your host, Jabril Sahemi, the Movie Newbie, and I am back with Oliver. How about you say hello? Hello. And Raf is back with us after a missed episode for the first time. How are well, you? Thanks for the invite, guys. Absolutely shun there. So I see that my days are numbered. I see. I see how it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just wait until we uh, have that episode where we test out the, the new third host. Yeah, I oh, can't wait. Who'd you get? Who'd you, who, who are you replacing me with? That's all I want to know. Are they better than me? Are they better? <laughs> who was your mortal enemy from sixth grade? Because that's that's actually who we're interviewing. Yeah, uh, Coltan. Why did it have to be him? <laughs> no, actually, Ludovic. Okay, he's a French dude anyway. So I was like, how did you get him? Oh, he perfect. Was in Belgium. That that means we still hit our one French person quota. True yeah, that, exactly. That. Um, but yeah, we are back again because we are checking out a new theme. This is Raf's theme. So I guess we're going to let him take it away and introduce the well we've already introduced it in the last like bonusode, right? But we're going to introduce have, the first film. Yeah, so take it away my man. All right. Um so to listeners out there, I'm a bit um bedridden. I uh am not at a full 100% capacity in terms of function. So I might be in and out of this episode. I'm like in another <laughs> realm right now. It's the 1990s and time is but a concept. <laughs> I already don't know what I'm saying. Where am I going with this? Help. Okay, here we go. We are going to be talking about our first movie in the Kiwi Cinema entry. It's not an easy one. It wasn't an easy one for me. It wasn't one for Ollie. And I'm sure it wasn't one for Jabril. But yeah, this was a this was kind of a hard hitting movie, um, and I thought might as well start with this and then get it out of the way, you know, um, because it's not something. Um, yeah, it's not something I wanted to end on. I kind of wanted to start with this one, um, get it out of the way, and but 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 you know, it's it, it was it, for me. Why don't I start with introductions? You see, I'm I'm all over the place already, guys. So just bear with so, me. So wait, wait, wait. So just just so just so everyone knows, we're talking about Once Were Warriors, right? Once Were Warriors, 1994. Once Were Warriors. Director Lee Tamahori, um, and it's a movie about a family, um, a Maori family that kind of goes through um, domestic violence from a very violent and drunk uh, patriarchal father or figure, shall I say? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why it's an uneasy watch because of the uh, brutality uh, of the domestic violence that we witness uh, on screen. Um, and there are some scenes that, you know, had me looking away uh, in most parts or almost wanting to pause and, you know, take a minute uh, because it's harrowing and it's and it's really in your face. Um, but with that, with, with, you know, with justification and with and with uh, incredible performances from especially from uh, Rina Owen and Tamaura Morrison. Um, but yeah, so I had only watched this movie two times. This was my second time watching it. And obviously it was because of the fact that it was a hard watch and I don't necessarily tend to, you know, go for uncomfortable viewing every now and then. So Nevertheless, it was a nice rewatch because it, it, it 
it really assured it reassured my 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 um my confidence in in in, in kiwi cinema and the fact that like it really and since the oscars were just around the corner um it really it really put the oscars to perspective on on the powerhouses of these performances and how they kind of put the oscars to shame mm. so I, I have a quick question um you mentioned that this is a really difficult film to revisit and that you kind of wanted to get it out of the way to begin with yeah. but what was it about um what was it about the film that made you wanted to want to include it on this uh theme uh uh, as all these talking, I'm making all these ridiculous faces because I'm trying to concentrate. I'm trying to focus. Um, so the, I, I think, um, I think the, I'm imagining that I just look like a Muppet right now. <laughs> Rafa, to Raph, he's so delirious. I'm just like, I don't know. I'd like drank the Kool-Aid. I don't know what's happening. Um, but, uh, it was in 2014. It was, um, they did a poll um, in New Zealand, and it was voted one of the best um, uh, Kiwi films um, of all time. Um, and it's often included in uh, a list of best Kiwi films. Um, mm. And it's a director that's um, that kind of kickstarted the engine for Kiwi cinema as well. He was kind of you know in the '90s when when um, Taika Waititi was kind of turning his wheels. German Clement, all these kind of this artistic circle was kind of coming in this new wave. Um, he was part of that. And then you have, you know, Tamori Morrison, who is a giant in, in Kiwi cinema and, and internationally, you know, he is Boba Fett after all. Uh, we got Rena Owen, um, who, who is also a superstar and Cliff Curtis, uh, who I'm a big fan of. Um, mm, there was just an outstanding mm. cast. Um, and it also explicitly kind of shows the, the urban landscape and the kind of urban decay uh, that was ruining the Maori tradition. And, and it was, um, you know, the theme surrounding this film about um, the, mar- the marginalization uh, between the Maori culture and let's say, I'll call it the white people, the white man, um, mm. and the problems that New Zealand faced and are still facing between that kind of divide. Mm, interesting. Uh, yeah, that's definitely something that I wanted to... <laughs> You know, I, I, maybe you would know more about this than me, Raph, but I, I almost kind of wish we had someone from New Zealand on this episode because I'd love to, ask, or someone Maori, because mm-hmm. I'd love to ask them about the context of mm-hmm. uh, violence in the Maori community because that's not something I'm at all equipped to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's informing this film. Like there's a historical context there that's mm-hmm. important. Um, but anyway, uh, well, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I think that's uh, also one of the reasons why I wanted to include this film because it's, it informs, it educates, uh, and it's there's a reason why it's highly acclaimed is because it talks about these heavy subject matters um, and this kind of socio-economic uh, kind of theme surrounding it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very informative in terms of that, and and I hope that you've you've gained something from um, kind of witnessing this film, mm-hmm. not just because yes. of the, the domestic violence, but also because of the the kind of culture divide or the, 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 the margins that are faced between the Maori people and yeah, the, the white people, I guess. The outsiders, yeah. Um, well, Jabril, should I give my thoughts first before yeah, go I ahead, it over go to ahead, you? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Raf already, already said it. It's a pretty difficult watch. 
um, at times. Um, I remember I on Monday when I watched this. I, so we've got this running joke here at the Movie Newbie because we typically record in the middle of the week or later on in the week. And uh, I try to get the films out of the way early on just so I don't get caught up, you know, caught out later on. And so I typically st- watch them on a Sunday or a Monday. And a, l- recently in particular, we've been watching a lot of depressing films. Like I think... <laughs> It was downfall last time, and I watched that on a Monday too. And yeah. sometimes, you know, when you're at the beginning of the week, you've got through that first day of work, you you kind of you you want something to lift your mood a little bit, and and especially when it's cold and grey, like it is a lot of the time here in the mm. UK. So whacking on a film like this doesn't necessarily boost your spirits. But no. um, <laughs> uh, so I, I I messaged Raph after I finished it, and I was like, another cheery one for the movie new boys. <laughs> Because uh, I was not yeah. expecting. It. I thought it was going to be like some. Um, I thought it was going to be like some <coughs> charming, quirky family drama, to be honest. But then I, I had no idea what to expect. I thought it'd be, mm. uh, yeah. But anyway, I thought this was, um, yeah, a, a brutal, um, very challenging film to watch at times. Uh, but I think it was told with a lot of grace and warmth. And um, I think there's a, it ends on a message of hope and resilience that makes that kind of harrowing journey to get there perhaps worth it so i think it was a really rewarding watch overall and i really liked how it uh, depicted this family in crisis i liked how it tried to tackle a lot of different social issues that i imagine were being faced by the maori community at the time Mm -hmm. i think the performances across the board were really compelling to watch um i think the it's weird to say this about a, 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 a drama about domestic violence, but I thought the, the fight sequences were actually pretty well coordinated. It's funny, I was, I was doing some research on the film and I was looking into the director and then I found out this is the same guy that and when, went on to direct uh, a James Bond film and loads of other like action films. And I'm like, you know, what? I can actually see it because there are some, you know, these, these, these fighting scenes pack a punch. Um, I do have yeah, a look- couple of issues with the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, let's not forget the classic Next with Nick Cage. He also directed that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's a real standout on his resume. Um, but but yeah, I, I do have some issues with... I think the story doesn't necessarily get to do justice by all of the characters. And I think there were some storylines that were just... Um, I almost felt like a lot of it was cut out in the editing because there were some parts of the stories of independent character stories that I didn't get to see that I wanted to see. But overall, I thought it was, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was a very rewarding watch <coughs> and a very powerful drama. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad to have seen it. I'm definitely not glad to have seen it. It was, no. it was not a good watch. Um, yeah, like you said, like I would, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the last time I'm going to watch this movie because it was just so <laughs> like, ugh, just like darkness and terrible moments like as like the next scene it's just a terrible moment and it, it starts off you know you think it's like really nice with this beautiful like um scenery of like what you think the wild new zealand is and then it turns out to be just the billboard and then you mm. like it pans out brilliant. and then it goes brilliant. to the great really yeah. yeah and that's i think probably one of the i think m- most enjoyable parts of watching it all went downhill it all went downhill there. to be honest after like me, after the first second of the film <laughs> He's well, like, I, where are the, where are the I, hobbits? Well, <laughs> like I, where's um, the Shire? I agree with what you were saying, Ollie, about uh, like the editing process, because even mm-hmm. like with the stories kind of being like cut short, I think, or like starts too abruptly between each characters. There's also a lot of like, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but there was a lot of like 
would you call them like missed miscuts like when they like transition like when they use multiple shots um to try and make like a montage like for example there was a dude doing uh uh like a bench press and there was i think three shots of the person doing the bench press and one shot the guy who was like spotting him was holding like this and then they take another shot and he's like oh so you mean it's kind of like there was was a lot of continuity errors in the movie in terms of uh editing which Mm. now that i started editing it's something that you like kind of notice more Mm. um so that was something but uh yeah the storyline was i mean the thing is i have no um connection to uh, what was going on in New Zealand at the time. I have no idea about like w- the political situations, like the what society is like. I know what New Zealand is now, you know? Like I don't know that many Kiwi people. And for the most part, the Kiwi people that I know are uh, like white people. They're not Maori or indigenous uh, to the land. So mm. it was tough for me to connect with anyone on the show because like, I'm lucky to to have a, a great family, a great background, and it's yeah, just the unfamiliarity made me just see the violence, and I mm. didn't like that because yeah, just I I understand that it's a good story to tell, it's just there was uh the story didn't uh, I didn't connect with it with the story. There mm. was nothing that like I could be. Ah, that's something that would you would you say that it kind of felt to you? It felt now, I don't very alien. A, so this this is a term that I don't think uh, should should be applied here. But have you ever heard of uh, misery porn? That's mm-hmm. a, like a sort of derogatory misery porn. Mm-mm. I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. It's like a it's a it's a term that's applied to, in a derogatory way to films where they feel like it's you're just seeing difficult ugly things happen for the sake for the right. sake of it for the right. yeah for the sake and that there's not a a purpose to any of the suffering that you have to go through yeah or any uh, anything that you can take away from it i think other this, than i suppose you know feeling like, uncomfortable or pitiful. let's take downfall for example right people know that story so like a lot of people can connect with what happened and the german people a lot more but i feel like this story People from New Zealand would be able to connect with this story quite a bit because they know that idea or people from that area of the world who have experienced that. But for someone who hasn't experienced it at all, it might be harder to to connect with, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. domestic violence happens everywhere, you know. It's, yeah, it, mm. but it's not it's not the domestic violence. It's not the violence. It's the the way the community interacts with each other. You know, it's that right. that the how society works because domestic violence, no matter what it is, it comes from different parts of culture and society and mm. the the repercussions of that. You know, like, for example, in Canada, indigenous people were um, they have like this long line of being um, uh, al- like alcohol, alcoholism in like parts of indigenous yeah, tribes yeah. in Canada. And because of that reason, there are certain things that they might do. Hence, that's the reason for certain things. But like when it comes to Maori people in New Zealand, I have no idea. I have no history. But don't you context. appreciate the ins? But don't you, is it because, so you're saying if you were aware of the historical context, mm-hmm. you would have been able to take away more from this film? Like, didn't you appreciate the insight like something like, you didn't know about? Like this movie didn't make me want to go and discover things about New Zealand. It made me want to be like, Ugh. I kind of want to keep my idea of um, of what 
it is now. Like I didn't. Wait, need hold that up. You're telling me this film is not used for New Zealand tourism? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that. It's it's just like <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Like it didn't make me want to discover more. Like it didn't give me any positive. The the only positive positivity that I saw was when uh, the 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 second son was in that ch uh, children's uh, juvenile home or mm. something, yeah. and they were doing the haka and like mm. you know mm. I liked that part. But mm. for the most part, like there wasn't any showing of like until towards the end. Maybe when uh, Reno, Reno, Rena, Rena, yeah. Rena's character, yeah. uh, she starts like trying to get more of the Maori <coughs> thing. But yeah, I don't, maybe let's not spend too much time on this, like because it's just sure, sure. yeah, because sure, there's nothing for me to yeah. go and be like, uh, I want to know more about this. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, you know, I, I hope that it at least um, highlighted some of these. Um, yeah, kind of the social um, economic climate that New Zealand was facing at the time and is facing mm -hmm. at the time, um, despite it being, you know, hard to grasp or um, having kind of uh, an alienation between like what you've experienced, mm -hmm. you know, with your family. Um, this is just a, a way to shed light on uh, the problems that, you know, the Maori community and the Maori culture faces in mm -hmm. Auckland in the mm -hmm. 1990s um, and the kind of the fragments or the, the racial divide and segregation, um, which is a very strong theme in this and which is, you know, we, we've, we've reviewed films uh, yeah. with Do the Right Thing where that was the case in, you know, in America. So I don't, you know. But I didn't I, see I, that segregation thing. In this movie no okay no okay i, think I mean it, i just I think saw I, them in a precarious situation like a not great that's what situation. i that's what i liked about it i don't think like it didn't have a scene where you see one of the characters perhaps bumping up against a non-maori character mm -hmm. and you see that racism that's or true. that segregation of it i think it's just in the air i think it's 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 yeah. it's in between the lines and i think the legacy of colonialism i think is really important in this film as a theme but it's just not something that they address uh, they 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 feel like they have to say out loud. No, yeah, yeah. Sense. It's well. It's the only time was right. the 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 moment where the guy was breaking the the glass, and then the <clears throat> um, what's his name? Oh yeah, one of my favorite somewhere. bits, Mr. Yeah. Bennett, where he was like, they use muskets, and we use I I don't know the Maori word for it, but the yeah, they're the weapon. So I mean, that was the only part where I was like, okay, nod, that's nice, but mm. I didn't see it as enough. Like it mm. wasn't there. Because for imagine someone from Bahrain, like where I come from, watching this movie, they're not really gonna connect in any way unless you give them that, you know. And I don't think that was enough because the movie okay. was only a, an hour and a half. Yeah, an hour, hour forty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. could have been longer. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we we can we can we can you know nip that in the bud and just. Um, Say that you didn't, yeah, you didn't quite feel what the movie was going for. Um, it didn't give you anything to latch on to. To latch on to, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which is fair, you know, to teach their own. Um, I, I, I thought there was a particular, um, I thought another theme that I, I, I kind of um, witnessed more this time around was the toxic masculinity um, and also the female um, resilience or the, or, um, well, the female resilience, I'll say motherhood, the motherhood resilience with, especially with Rena's character, how she no longer lets herself be 
the victim of abuse, but rises above. And um, I love um, her last monologue in the end where she says, you know, we come from a line of warriors. We were once yeah. warriors. Um, and that's where, like, I'm going to go above you. And then she leaves him. I thought that was such a powerful moment. And when she says you're when she says, sorry, not to cut you off, but I just that when she says you're a slave to the. Um, yes. You know, oh, you're yes. still a slave. You're a you're a slave. You're a, was it you're a slave to your fists? It, uh, yeah, you're yeah. a slave. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're still yeah. a slave, Jake, to your fists, to the drink and to yourself. And that's very much kind of describing, you know, Jake's lost soul and his lost past and his lost ancestry. I think one of the big um, things. Hey, Raph, sorry, we might have to. Um, is um, oh, okay. when you lose uh, yourself to alcoholism, which a lot of people have, you do. Uh, sorry, you cut out there for a second, Raph. But you forget, you know, your place on this earth. Do we want to say that line again, perhaps? Ancestral past. That. This movie highlights as soon is as that they're right on drink. Do you think I'll be right from an editing standpoint? And yeah, they be, you know they, okay. they kind of sorry uh, yeah I just didn't, go into this dark tunnel of, yep, of yep. violence and drugs and abuse and rape and and that's to do with you know that's not just the Maori culture but that's to do with anyone that kind of loses themselves in this mm. dark in this darkness right you lose you lose part of yourself and I think. For me, watching this movie, it was it was really clear that maybe the director was trying to kind of give us that of like this lost kind of culture that's um, been eaten up by this urban sprawl that's Auckland, right? Yeah, so I, I think it's definitely interesting how um, Lee Tamahori, the director, it seems like he's trying to make this point, which does can be applied to other indigenous cultures around the world, which is that when you have a people whose land has been taken away and whose means at I guess means of prosperity have been taken away and are not being served particularly well by the rest of their community, by the colonizers, then they are more likely to turn to alcohol or to substance abuse or to other vices. And from that uh, comes violence and a whole other set of problems mm -hmm. that sort of just di distances the community from the roots that they originally had and i think that 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 that, that point was really well made in this film mm. kind of like a colonial hangover making the um maori community the outcasts from a society that doesn't quite care for them mm -hmm. right yeah um you know you get that you get that like like jabril said and you get that in Canada, you get that in the, in the United States, you get that basically anywhere there was colonial rule, yeah. you'll get it because that's British colonial, colonial rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, French did they, as did well, the French, uh, like, unfortunately. force people to do that kind of stuff as well? Like, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all the kind of the imperialism. Cambodia or Vietnam, I think. Those, Cambodia, those yeah. Indo, Indo, Indochina, as it was called. Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, oh, my God. Is that why so. it's called Indochine? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no wonder. Okay, I get yeah, it. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just for the listeners out there, it's a like a club, um, in Singapore and like Asia. In Singapore, yeah. yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> the, so there there's a couple of other like positive points uh we should talk about in this film. I think. Yes. Um, I think you mentioned the performances right off the bat, uh, Raf, mm. and yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'd love. To hear a little bit more of your actor's perspective on these performances and why you thought they were so good i thought it was almost some of the rawest performances i've ever seen there was something so raw and so powerful and so almost spiritual 
about um, how they get to these places. Like when you see, um, when you see, and this is kind of a spoiler to my favorite moment, favorite scene, um, when Rena, Rena's character, Beth, uh, Beth um, finds out uh, that her daughter has has, has hung herself, um, and she tries to you know get her out of the tree, cut the rope, and just this moment where she just wails. Mm. I was like, how do you how do you get to that place in a safe you know way? How do you even like come out? How do you even get these emotions out? Because that's not even crying. That's wailing. Like, that's some yeah. yeah it's like a um, like a primal it, scream. Yeah. It's, it was very primal, and I thought this. I thought these performances had that kind of primal energy. Where even when um, Jake Tamuera Morrison, when he gets angry and lashes out, you see his eyes uh, with the axe, his, dude, it's, uh, and the tree. yeah, with oh. yeah, like everything. Like anytime he gets angry and lashes out, or you see him turn because he can be charming. I was going to say he can be quite. He can be quite likable, which is which kind of torments you. It kind of manipulates you a little bit because it's kind of, it reminds me of a bit of a Marlon Brando, yeah. you know, uh, uh, on the waterfront. Or a streetcar named Desire type of performance. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of a Marlon Brando where he's likable, he's charming. You, you kind of go with him and then he changes and turns and you're like, oh, and that's shit. why he's such a, he's such a, an authentic portrayal of a, of an abuser from what I've heard anyway, yeah. which is that he has this terrifying physicality, this violence to him, this menace. But he's also charming. He's really charismatic. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most likable people in the room, which is how supposedly a lot of abusive husbands in particular manage to get away with what they're doing for so long. They um, they 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 need that sort of charisma, that charm to be able to deceive their partners and people around them into thinking that when they hit them, it's in any way connected to love, which is, you know, I mean, Jabril and I spoke about it for nearly 40 minutes the other day, but it was weird watching this film uh, right after all the controversy from the Oscars. Um, not that I'm trying to in any way uh, compare the character of, um, what's the name of the, the husband's character? Richard Wallace? Jake. Jake, Jake oh. the Muss. Sorry, yeah, Jake the Muss and Will Smith. <laughs> uh, I just want to put that out there. I'm I don't know, I thought we were talking suggest... about Will Smith. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we are. Sorry, okay, I'm, okay, I'm not trying to say okay. that Will Smith is like Jake the Muss at all. I'm just, I'm just saying the uh, <laughs> that language surrounding violence and love. I just thought it was, it was, um, it was hard not to. Yeah. Think well, that's that what they say, right? Like hate and love are super similar, and you can easily go from one to the other, and it's like right. But I think the problem is, is that Emotions. Yeah, but I think that the the problem is is that some like abusers supposedly mm-hmm. they'll use that as an excuse to when they when they when they strike their partner they'll say it's 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 coming from the same place as my love for you so it's all yeah, it's, it's like all bundled gaslighting. together you know yeah. exactly exactly whereas you mm. you should never love should never you know drive you to do such a toxic thing as strike somebody hateful thing yeah yeah. yeah. It's um, but yeah, I agree. My, really physical performance. Yeah, like my opinion on that is the the character shows that there is love inside, but always chooses violence. Like there isn't many, mm. and like when there is the chance to show love, Jake decides to just go blank. Like when he saw his daughter from the tree, rather than going Mm. and showing emotion like everybody around him, he went blank. And the only time he did show emotion was when he found out that Bully um, sexually assaulted his daughter at the restaurant. And that's when the emotions comes Mm. out. And that's when he chose violence. 
um, I think towards the end. So, yeah, like I think for his character, it was always like, this is how I've survived for so long. And maybe like he didn't know how to interact with a family rather than just like surviving with other people. Mm, well, I think the point of contact for him to switch was the booze, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you're getting this <clears throat> likable, affable, charming father who you kind of side with, who knows, you know, how to charm his his wife and uh, a bit distant with his kids, but still his kids kind of revere him. Um, and when he's not touching the booze, when he's not on the drink, you can almost, you have a sense of hope and optimism that like, oh, okay, everything's going to be fine. Um, and I think this movie does well at balancing the good times with the bad and almost making you feel like the good times are going to get ahead and the bad times are behind you. But then it really switches and shifts gear all of a sudden. And that's, I think that's, that's what booze can do. That's it's, it's the unpredictable power of alcohol and, 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 and this behavior and how your behavior can suddenly shift. Even in, you know, in Rena's case, when she gets drunk in Beth's case, um, how she, you know, decides to to drink as well, and she slaps and, her, her her eldest son. <clears throat> slap her eldest son. So like there is a history of violence there, um, and I think the movie does so well. And like you know, there's these beautiful scenes where suddenly you get a community of people, you know, just having fun uh, at a you know a house party, and then they're all singing together. And I I was like lured into that moment. I was like, oh my god, look at that! Like it's beautiful. You know, this community is 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 just having a good time. And then and then, you know, a tonal shift of of just chaos and violence. And this movie like does that. I thought balances that well. Um, and also, uh, you know, I wanted to mention another character that is kind of um, the sign for optimism and and um, and hope, uh, which is um, the daughter who ends up hanging herself um, after after the ordeal, after the rape. Um, and it's Grace, I believe, Grace mm -hmm. Hecke. Um, she kind of is for me or was for me the the sign of hope and and optimism, how she was the one taking care of her brothers and her siblings um, and almost taking up that part of, of being a mother um, whilst also retaining that kind of innocence. She doesn't want to, you know, join a gang. She doesn't want to drink. She doesn't want to, you know, she kind of, is pure in that in that sense and because the family has such darkness and the friends surrounding you know the family have such darkness it kind of goes into her and yeah yeah it's it's and we see something bad happen it's a real gut punch where that storyline goes oh, yeah. i i actually thought she reminded me a little bit in the first half of the movie of lisa simpson which is an odd comparison because oh, yeah. that's a car sitcom character in a relatively light-hearted cartoon yeah <laughs> but uh just because she was she seemed to find a lot of solace and comfort in reading in literature in books and she was such like you said such a an, an innocent character um amidst all of this violence and anti-intellectualism that was around her and yeah so to see a character like a, a bright light like that snuffed out and in such an awful way i mean that 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 rape scene i mean not that any rape scene is easy to watch but that was yeah, I, I almost reached for the fast forward button, which is not something I I do lightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to have and to have Cliff Curtis, who 
if you've seen his filmography, he usually plays quite likable characters, mm-hmm. quite optimistic, quite heroic characters. It's quite, it's quite um, ethnically ambiguous. He's played like well, a wide array of characters from he's played parts. he well he is mary i've actually written this down yeah he so. is mary mary yeah. yeah he's mary but he's because hollywood i assume didn't know what to do with him mm-hmm. he's been he's played the following races in other films Me- mexican-american samoan indian arab and anglo-saxon mm. yeah so yeah. almost yeah. everything <laughs> yeah basically yeah. Everything. he's just ambiguous brown person that's he, how hollywood he, re- saw he him. reminds me of the guy yeah. from that uh I think he's an. He, I think the guy is originally uh, Indian comedian um, from uh, <laughs> State Troopers, Trooper something. Oh, um, I know, sure, I know, yeah, Jay Chandrashekhar. Yeah, yeah. I thought they yeah, were yeah. like, yeah, they have a similar like. I thought in this film he looked stature. like um, he looked like a Maori Frank Zappa. Yeah, 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 and the man yeah. bun. Yeah, yeah. I, he'd he'd be a good yeah. uh, John Saturo cosplayer as well i think he could cosplay <laughs> yeah. totoro very well uh, yeah but anyway side note well it, yeah i mean and 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 he and he has kind of you know his character in this movie you know he's kind of the cool uncle uh so he gives off that vibe that you're like oh he's fine nothing's ever gonna happen with him and then obviously you see what happens next um but i was actually toying with the idea of so it was between uh this film once we were warriors and one of his films uh, one of the leads in his films called The Dark Horse, which I highly recommend Ooh. to you all. Um, and, you know, the only reason why the Once for Warriors kind of took up, because I think it just resonated more with me. Uh, but The Dark Horse, um, to listeners out there and to you guys, um, is about um, a true story about a New Zealand chess player, a ch- chess champion who, who kind of... Um, goes on to teach the unprivileged um in, in new zealand and it's a beautiful story and it's a true story and um yeah it's just really good it's like you know oscar oscar where the kind of performances again and cliff curtis is just you know the top of his game in that film. there's another great new zealand film that he's in called whale rider have you ever seen that oh, yeah classic yeah classic. beautiful story yeah. um yeah but uh but yeah yeah so you're saying you know seeing this this actor that you've known to be usually playing likable characters to see him turn on that diamond uh and perform mm. such a a vile act upon this character that we love it was it must you're saying it must have been pretty it's pretty shocking i suppose too yeah and he didn't he didn't even want to take on the part i, I think his wife convinced him to take off to take on the part um of this character because he initially refused it i believe just because of, of of the scene that preceded it um so but it also was the film that kind of jumpstarted his career jumpstarted a lot of their careers really um despite the kind of heavy content that this film had um so i i was very interested to see like how and obviously i'll probably i'll probably never know this but how they navigated this script how they navigated this these scenes how they you know as an actor i'm always i'm always baffled by how you or like incredibly like um curious on how how you you go about um yeah navigating scenes of such um delicateness of such like how you shoot power like this that first scene where um jake beats up his wife like how do you even yeah how do you even begin to shoot that or like or like the the scene where they find the daughter hanging from the tree because you presume that's Mm. her playing dead yeah hanging from that tree and you have to obviously get all the you know if you've ever been on a film set you have to stop and start all the time to get (laughs) 
coverage from different places and make sure that the audio is right. And yeah. so, and so that actress playing Beth, Rena Owen, she would have had to like repeat that scream or that that mm. awful cry that we talked about again and again and yeah. again. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, there were unless is it right if I mention a couple of things I didn't like in the film though? Uh, uh, I mean, eh. if you must. Yeah, this was such a positive podcast so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, okay, well, because I'm interested to hear what you guys think. So I thought one thing I didn't like as much was that I think um, some of the storylines felt a bit glossed over or like I felt like I didn't see as much of them as I wanted to because you get the impression from the beginning that this film is going to sort of splinter off and follow the independent stories of most of the major family members. And so, like, you have what's his name? Is it Bug? No, Bug. The the, the second son. The second son, Boogie, isn't it? Boog? Boogie. Sorry, Boogie. Boogie yes, yeah. Boogie. <laughs> you have him. You have him being sent off to this uh, foster home or this ward, mm -hmm. and um, and it just like I feel like every time that it cuts back to him, it's just jumped ahead, and there's all this development with his character that you never get to see. Like yeah. you see him, uh, obviously hate. It just cuts to him so, like lashing out and breaking all of those windows. Yeah. Then that teacher coming in and sort of uh, showing him the tire hunger. And then the next scene you see him, he's like become this badass like um, leader student kind of. student of the haka. Yeah, exactly. Who's like getting all of this? Uh, seems to be getting a lot of drawing a lot of meaning from his Maori heritage. <clears throat> and then it cuts to again. You see him and he's. I think like he's at the funeral and he's he's completely changed as a character. And I think yeah. <laughs> I can understand they probably wanted to focus the story elsewhere. But I thought that was such an interesting character arc, and I wish we got to see more mm -hmm. of that. And I think the same goes for the um, the older brother as well, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Nick. I felt like his what what he found in that gang that that sort of that leather gang. It seemed like he was mm. he had fallen into it because he was missing a father figure in his life because obviously Jake is such a terrible father. And so he was getting something from being that group. And it seemed like it was like he was going down the wrong path. And especially because they, they're violent as well. They express them. They, they, their initiation is getting beat up. Yeah. You're getting beat up. But then it almost seemed to suggest that he'd found something positive from that group. Like they were mm -hmm. a second family because you see them there at the funeral at the end and he seems okay. So I don't know. I just mm -hmm. felt like those storylines weren't complete. I, yeah. I completely agree with loose, you. Little loose. Completely agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those are, those are, they're, they're really interesting as well. Those, mm -hmm. there's a lot to be mined from that, you know? Yeah. Especially, especially yeah. with Boogie. Yeah. I feel like if they explored that a little bit more, I would have had more of a connection with the story because that's where the, the whole Maori kind of thing happened mm. or the, especially with Nick, like you said, the connection with a father figure or the lack of a father figure and finding that in other places, like that would have been nice to have explored <clears throat> that a little bit more just so you can get some sort of uh, connection to those characters <laughs> and some sort of at least familiarity, you know, like you're not going to have the same exact situation, but you can have that like, oh, idea of, yes, like I am the oldest son and this is my father. And there's some sort of like, I don't know, clash of like who wants to be the leader and blah, blah, blah and whatever, mm. and, you know. So I, I completely agree with you there, Ollie. There were some half cooked yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, and I, I think I agree with with, with you guys there too. There, there's a bit of loose storylines. I think this, this movie maybe could have benefited from being a TV miniseries or something, where you really get to explore mm -hmm. these um, these storylines and these characters because because 
it was it was something where these were good storylines or they they had the potential to be really good um so much so that you kind of want to you know tag along and follow it um but then because you know it was under you know an hour and 44 minutes um the budget was very small i think they wanted to have yeah who knows focus, maybe maybe right? they were intending to shoot more scenes in the in the Perhaps. ward because it, it, it certainly felt that way because it felt it felt like something yeah. was missing on purpose because they had teed up those stories so well mm-hmm. um for sure yeah um but shall we move on to favorite scene uh yeah let's do that yeah actually and i got it oh right. wait okay do you want did you want to add something i did want to add one yeah, other yeah, one on. last okay one last point sorry sorry i'll make it quick um one other thing i wasn't sure about was i wasn't sure what the film was trying to tell me specifically about violence which is funny because in a way it was very on the nose about its view it was trying to be very on the nose about its perspective on violence because at the end you have the character of beth saying to uh jake in a very defiant way violence is never the answer which seems to be the theme of the movie but then it ends with the the pedophile character bully getting mutilated in a pretty gruesome way by jake (coughs) and it feels like the the character of beth and uh her eldest son wanted that to happen it feels like they they Mm. they um they confronted jake and bully on this issue knowing that jake would likely beat bully to death or 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 do something to him and so i just felt like it was um it it felt a little bit contradictory to me yeah i think for me what i took what i took from that is the it was the only way for them to put jake behind bars yeah i felt like it was they needed to find a climactic way to sort of wrap up the storylines for the for the for the pedophile to face punishment for Jake yeah. to do something that would land him in jail and for yeah a dramatic sequence to end the movie on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that there's no like loose ends or anything like yeah. that. It's like he's go to jail, the bully had his, you know, violent punishment, and then they can like kind of bugger off and go back to their community. Yeah. <clears throat> but now, off we go to favorite scene. Jabril, what is the it? opening scene? Yeah, the nice. opening scene. Yeah, I really totally. Like that. Uh the I give you a second one because everything else. Yeah. You just well, the second uh, I like else. the um, Grace walking to 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 meet her friend Toot. Like you know the oh, yeah. like climbing over the things and stuff. Mm. I thought that was pretty cool, yeah. um, showing like different aspects of what her city looks like and stuff, and what people in that city um, looked like. Um, yeah, and mm. I wanted to add Toot as well. I think Toot's character should have been explored more. That was another character sure. that I think there should have been some sort of like idea as to why Grace and him were like vibing and stuff. Like, I don't know what mm. the I don't know. Maybe I just yeah. missed a lot of stuff that flew over my head. Um, but yeah, those are the two yeah. scenes. Yeah. But I say the first the first yeah. scene was very like, wow. Yeah. 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 That's, it, it, it gets yeah. you. It gets you. And then it, it really um, what I love about it uh, as well is is kind of the 90s aesthetic that it gives you um, i mean it's a 90s movie like, I, right it's not <laughs> i know i just love i just love that appeal i, I love watching 90s films yeah. because of that very it's like essence, grainy very like the white balance urban, the urban yeah. yeah the urban 90s yeah. as well like you know the music the yeah. art the the city landscape oh I don't know, yeah about yeah it, like 
Well, there was yeah. actually, can I just say one thing? There was this one thing they did throughout the movie. I don't know what the type of shot is called, but how they like focus on a certain thing and then the characters will, will walk in and then they follow the characters to where the actual part of the scene is going to happen. And I feel like they did that so often in this movie where they're like, ah, and it looked like a music video where they'll like follow an object and then they're like, ah, here's the characters. And this is where the scene starts. Yeah. And yeah. they did that a lot in this movie and I found it quite repetitive. Oh, fair enough. Um, uh, so my favorite scene, it's, yeah, it's hard to answer this question because um, when you think of favorite scene, you think of rewatchable and there's not a lot in this movie that's rewatchable because it's so brutal. Um, it's not like you're going to say, oh, that scene where X character gets raped is my favorite. Um, but uh, I would say probably the the I really liked um, the parts of this film where I learned something about the Maori culture because it is a, a culture I don't know a lot about to begin with. So I really liked the Tangihanga funeral, even though obviously it was very sad. But that was um, uh, Grace's character's funeral, just because I thought it was really nice to see all of those characters come together. I thought the location was really beautiful by the water. And I liked seeing those traditions acted out on screen. Um, I also think like seeing Toot uh, kiss um, uh, Grace's uh, dead body and saying, that's what I meant after the, you know, cause he'd been, she'd been, she'd mis misunderstood his actions or was upset by them mm. before. Uh, I just thought it was really heartbreaking. Um, and as a close second, just because I, again, I do love any, I did love seeing the Maori rituals being acted out on screen. I really liked the hacker scene too, mm -hmm. just because I didn't know. Um, I, I had no idea that when you raise your hands to the sky and bring them back down, that you're meant to be calling upon your ancestors and pulling their spirits from the mm -hmm. skies. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, those two would be mm -hmm. my favorite scenes. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because nice. uh, Boogie was doing this and everybody else was doing this. So it's pretty interesting to see. I don't know what this means mm. in comparison yeah. to, to that. Did they explain that in this in the movie? Did I miss something? <coughs> or I did you research so, no, that, no, Ollie? No, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. I'm so confused <laughs> now. I watched the movie like three hours ago, by the way, just saying. Like I watched really? it today. Oh, wow. Yeah. So fresh. Yeah. <laughs> fresh in your mind. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a war dance, right? It's mm. um it's it's what the old blacks do before every game. I remember um, during our UN day, um, we we kind of did it, uh, us and a group of students uh, led by a Maori a coordinator um, gave us the haka dance and that was really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, no, some beautiful scenes. Um, I, I want to go with um, another one from um, where he's put, where, where, um, uh, where he's put in juvenile, not juvenile, not juvenile, he's not in prison. He's like in a, in a, in a ward, not an award. What do you call them? I, it could, it could be, the, juvie, it could be right? the equivalent of a, yeah, it, is it could be a ward juvie, or yeah. it could be a, a social care home there. Social care. You know, yeah. There are different terms for it. Um, but when Bennett, um, kind of like the head, um, grabs that tire and, and does like these incredible acrobatics with it, um, and reminds him of of his culture, of his of his heritage, um, and suddenly you know he tra he transforms from from this point on. Um, and also the other scene that I want to mention is um, the whale. 
because that i mean that was just raw power you know that was that was rena owen just being like i i was like what amazing. whale dude <laughs> yeah, but wait, that was my initial reaction too turns out we've been talking about entirely different films this, this whole time dude don't you remember the whale bro just like at the end of the movie like Raph just watched yeah. Free Willy. Free Willy. <laughs> yeah. Free Willy 2, man. Yeah. <sighs> um, undisputed yeah. sequel. Uh, all right. Yeah. Sweet. Favorite performances, lads. Uh, Jabir. I really liked um, Boogie just because mm. he reminds me of someone that I know. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just like the way he played the character. There was that... Um, middle child kind of feeling like even though he wasn't the yeah. or was he the middle child like one of the middle childs because there were loads of kids around i don't know whose kids no, i think were i think they actually had about five children they had five children because there were yeah. there were two there were two no there were yeah there were two younger kids who mm-hmm. obviously I, I don't think they had many lines in the movie yeah and so the, he the was focus the was true, on the three older children yeah and yeah. he was the true yeah, he middle child so yeah i really i think actually i don't know like if he that. was older than grace i'm not sure because I, I think grace I think... was meant to be 13 years old oh and she didn't look 13. i don't know yeah that was one thing that yeah 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 <laughs> well maybe because of what they're asking the character the actor to do on screen yeah yeah maybe yeah, they yeah. wanted to cast someone a bit older yeah um, yeah probably um probably. but yeah sorry go on Drew. No, that was, no, the, that, no, was yeah. that was the character, yeah, that I liked. The mm. performance, I mean. Yeah. Ollie. Um, I'm going to butcher her name, which I hate because I think she really deserves a oh, shout man. out. But Mamayangoroa, Mamayangoroa, Kerr Bell, uh, who mm. was the actress mm. who played the young actress who played <laughs> Grace Hickey. I thought, like we discussed, she was a shining light, that character in this film. And what happens to her is so tragic and so hard to watch. And I thought that actress has to go through a whole spectrum of emotions throughout the film. And she does it so well. And I just, and, and she did it well. And it all felt, it all felt authentic as well. It didn't feel like a child actor. It felt like you were watching mm-hmm. a real uh, young person going through a very difficult time. And I, I read that that, um, holy shit, it's snowing outside right now. No way. What the fuck? What? what the snowing fuck? Here. <laughs> what the hell? What? What the f? What the f? What the f? Sorry, dude. Are you getting this, Jabril? Are you where you are? It's like a little bit. He- ah, hi, yeah. It's fucking ah. snowing here. What the hell? <laughs> what the fuck? What the f? It's what the it's f? like almost April. What the fuck? I don't know. You just get me the brown boy. Like, whoa, I got snow. Oh my god. See, I, all right, I. I don't even. It's like getting your lane snow. Get in your motherfucking. All right, lane. all right. I'm sorry. Uh, I completely I think cut this out. Episode has had the most distractions. Maybe. I know. I'm sorry. It's just like it's it's going like real hard outside yeah. right now. It's, it's right there. Yeah. I saw something out of the corner of my eye when I was trying to talk about the actor's performance, and I I turned. I'm like, what the f? Uh, all right. Uh, what the f? Okay. Sorry. So um, and then I read somewhere that the actress is oh. the actress who played her. Um, hadn't ever acted professionally before. She was just joining her friend at an audition and was convinced to audition herself. And obviously, and I think she really impressed the actors playing the the, the mum and dad. So that's how she got the part. But yeah, I thought she was sensational. Um, really great. Amazing. 
Um, and welcome, Post. How you co- came back to give that little anecdote? Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the f? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to put in a technical difficulties bumper yeah, in there yeah. again. <laughs> um, amazing. Two great, <clears throat> two great choices. Um, I will have to say Rena Owen um, because I think it's rare that you you don't often see acting like this in movies i don't think um i think it's a very rare um gift that we were bestowed such raw quality in a performer um yeah it's just something you don't see i've I, i've rarely seen such um, i wonder if there's like a personal such... thing that she's gone through that mm. maybe maybe that triggered that yeah. kind of the whale, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, I think she was outstanding, but also I have to, you know, give it to, give it, give it to my guy, Tamara Morrison, because he was just as exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, and the eyes, his eyes were just frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, so what aged the best? Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> No, go ahead, Jabril. Um, <laughs> I thought you were giving me the shrug like I, uh, like I don't have an answer. I mean, like, it's, it's hard because the there's, like, um, I don't know what age the best. I guess the... Um, it's becoming a more difficult question, I feel. Should we, like, scrap age the best, age the worst? I mean, like, age the worst, it's, it's always going to be it's a certain harder. thing. Like, yeah. it's easy to pinpoint, I feel, for age the worst. But age the best... Um, I don't think many things aged pretty well other than maybe the like um the knit the close knit like <coughs> chemistry between the 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 group of characters I think like their nice. chemistry yeah. aged well Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. yeah. let's works. put it that way yeah 10 points they seemed sure. like a um, family um, like a yeah not that, yeah a good Proper like family. a family yeah if you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. This could, um, yeah, this dysfunctional family, let's say. Um, Ollie? A uh, bit of an odd answer, but I'm going to go with the music that blends the rock and roll guitar with the Maori vocals. So I, oh, I, it damn, comes up yeah. a few times throughout the film, and then it's I think it's used most uh, emphatically over the credits at the end. But um, I, I, I think I think the film just ended on quite a high note because you do have that great moment of defiance from the character. And then it cuts out to that really like raw 90s guitar welch. I don't know how else to describe it. Mm. And, then you, and then I noticed those Maoris singing or rapping over the guitar. Mm. And I just thought it was really cool. And I hadn't ever heard that before. Oh, even in the so, beginning yeah. when they had the two guys busking yeah. and rapping, I thought that was dope. I was like, yeah. oh, give me some more of this. Because uh, yeah, Kiwi, yeah. Kiwi, the kind Kiwi of... hip hop scene is <clears throat> awesome. Just putting that oh, out dude, there. Oh, dude, the Kiwi, yeah, yeah, the Kiwi music scene mm. in general, dude. One of my favorite bands is from is from New Zealand, Fat Freddy's Drop, who I'm seeing in July. What? what? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, seriously, that that the music yeah. industry and the film industry is just popping. Hella creative it. people. Hella creative yeah. people, 100. Um, what age the best for me? This, this might be just a simple answer, but the performances, I mm. think, um, and Robert. Um, my good old friend Robert, uh, Roger, sorry, Roger Ebert. <laughs> um, he he said he says it in his um, in his review how they bring the Academy um, 
awards into perspective and that ah. so rung true when i read it because i was like yeah i mean uh yeah <laughs> so i i think yeah the performances because you don't it's it's rare that you see a performance like that mm. yeah yeah what's age is the worst violence <laughs> violence <Right>. hate <laughs> hate yeah. um yeah. i don't know what else we can alcoholism <laughs> i was gonna um, okay, i was I'm gonna, gonna say, say the miscuts Mm, mm. the bad yep. editing yep uh i was gonna say like the fact that um the fact that this didn't necessarily seem to open the door to more um representation for maori actors in the international cinema scene because uh this film i think this film did reach a wider audience it was like one of the first one of like the few new zealand films uh from like before you know before the 21st century that reached a wider audience in uh, the rest of the world. And yeah, it's just, I, I I don't know. I just thought it's a shame that we didn't see more interesting dramas coming out from that country about this community. <coughs> Again, I don't know a lot about Kiwi cinema. I'm sure there are tons of great films made about the Maori people every year, but um, uh, it's just a shame they haven't been supported. So, um, or yeah. re reached the rest of the world, I suppose. Yeah, and I think that paradigm is, is shifting. I think that's that's changing now, especially with the rise of of Taika, who's really bringing New Zealand on the map. Um, but yeah, uh, what takes worse for me? I mean, we've all said it. I think we we we, we highlighted all of them. Yeah. Um, the violence, the domestic violence, the the abuse, the rape. The, I mean, obviously, alcohol, uh, substance abuse, to, substance okay. abuse. You know, all of that, all of that naughty, naughty thing. Um, but if I had to pinpoint something from the actual film. Um, yeah, I think kind of the, the the lack of expansion between all characters to get a fully satisfied kind of tight knit um, narrative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They should bring this back as a TV uh, show. Uh, that's a, yeah. Yeah, totally. I think they would work. They too. Um, they apparently filmed a sequel, or they they released a sequel because the book that this is based on had a couple of sequels. Oh, and uh, yeah, so they, they, I guess there was an attempt to turn this into sort of a, a cinematic legacy, perhaps, or like a, a trilogy of sorts. But um, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, that would have been interesting to see a trilogy of that. Yeah, but I yeah. guess um, what um, what's his name must have been picked up for Star Wars in like a few years after because he was in Phantom Menace, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, and like all of them blew up. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Curtis, Chris, 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 Cliff, 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 Cliff Curtis. Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he became really yeah. famous yeah. as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It really was the the movie that ascended their careers. Mm -hmm. um, all right. And my mystery question for y'all today is, what is the most uncomfortable movie you've ever watched? Ooh. Um, Episode number seven. Or episode eight. You guys know. <laughs> you guys know. Oh. Midsommar. Uh, Midsommar? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Got it. Yeah. Woo. Oh, wow. Mr. Mark. What episode number is that? <clears throat> I think seven or eight because it was the summer feeling. Damn. And I think, yeah, one, back. two, three. Then we did Spielberg. Yeah. 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 Right. So I think it was Midsummer yeah. was eight, I believe. I I'm not I'm not surprised because it, it is in a in a few lists of most disturbing movies. Mm. Um, out there. It was yeah. Ah, I didn't. I couldn't sleep and shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, like it. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is the most uncomfortable film I've ever watched, but I, I can tell you some of one of the most uncomfortable movie watching experiences I've I, I've had was 
Um, <laughs> I think that would probably be... Well, I could pick any number of films that I watched with either one or both of my parents when I was younger that contained <laughs> sex scenes. But I remember specifically my mum taking me to go see... Um, oh, what was it? Um, that film with a single man. Uh, a single man, which is a, a wonderful film yeah. with Colin Firth. Great film. And I was a young cineast and my mum really wanted to support that. But this was in Singapore. And because that film has scenes featuring two men engaged in sexual activities, it was, I think it was M18 or R21. And I, I don't know how, but my... stuff, then R21. Yeah, which is... So I don't actually know how I was able to get in there, but my mum... Either way, my mum went with me and I was like 16 or 17. And I just remember sitting halfway through the scene where I believe Colin Firth gives a blowjob to Nicholas Holt. <coughs> and I was sitting next to my mum and I was just cringing so hard. I thought my body would turn inside out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah, that is... Don't do not watch that with your mothers, y'all. That's that. There's a note. There's a note. Um. Yeah, great. Wow, great little anecdote. Um, good, good to know. Good to yeah. know. Uh, mom, we're not watching this film. Actually, now I have no problem watching sex scenes with my mom, which is a weird statement to make. But but here we are. But right? here, here we, we are, are saying it, it is yeah. what this it is. You know what I mean? This episode went off the rails like half an hour ago, so I'm just gonna. Yeah. I might as well drop that in there. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Um, fine choices. Fine choices. Um. I, I mean, for me, there's a slew of films that have made me uncomfortable. Um, this one's not really, it's a kind of cheating, it's a documentary, but it's The Look of Silence or The Act of Killing. I think those two oh, good choice. have like, they just like, they fucked me up. Um, despite them being incredibly informative and, and highlighted some, you know, really tr- tragic stuff. It was just fucking hard watch, man. Um, Gaspar Noé is known to make some hard movies. I think Enter the Void. Irreversible. Was, you have that uh, a ten minute rape sequence. I, I have not. Yeah, that. Yeah, I have not seen that movie for that very reason. So I still. <sighs> yeah, it's that's still on my radar, but I don't know when I'm gonna. It's watch actually that a, a brilliant film, but yeah, a, a difficult sit. I, difficult sit. Yeah, and there's a few scenes in that movie that apparently are just yeah tough. Um, and then the last one is Bone Tomahawk. I think that was like kind of a Ooh, hard, uh, yeah. despite it b- being brilliant, there was like definitely yeah. some, some hard stuff in there. Um, I, I want to add, I guess, not maybe the movie so much, but mostly the book, um, The Kite Runner. That's pretty, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. yeah, it's a pretty totally. heavy, yeah, very, very heavy. heavy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another one is, um, sorry, just quickly, just dropping in the uh, room. <laughs> Have any of you seen Room? Oh, yeah. I saw that in the cinema. Yeah. Again, fantastic film, but one that I was watching and I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to see this again mm. because, mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's yeah. not fun watching little children be, you know. Uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So there we go for our next theme. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, thank you. Thank you for watching this this film because it takes courage and it's not easy. Thank you for sitting. Oh, I am forgetting. Oh, and something. there we I'm go. Uh, hold on. And he's gone. Oh. Oh, oh he's here. He's here. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, I said, hold on to your butts because I'm forgetting ratings. Um, oh God. My I'm never gonna get to the end of this. Get <laughs> I'm just gonna keep talking. <laughs> Right, okay, we're gonna finish back, this. We're gonna, we're gonna. Okay, get so there. it's oh it's God, ratings, Raph. And... The internet is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, okay, oh, I can, we can hear you. 
Okay, I think we're. Yeah, we can. We can hear you. Fuck. <laughs> I think he can't hear us. Oh, uh, I'm back, but like this is terrible. How do we? I want to continue. Just, just say your rating, and then I'll ask. Take it away from uh, yeah, there. ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll say ratings, and then you give your ratings. Jabril and I will give it, and then um, we'll just do the goodbye. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. just yeah. end it. Yeah. Great. We'll just end it. Uh, all right, hold on to your butts. Give me your ratings, guys. So I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. Lion Red beers. I actually had to look that up, but that's the um. You see a lot of those beer bottles yeah. in this film. The uh, the, the giant. The, yeah, the malted beer <laughs> bottles. And so I actually yeah. looked up what the um, brand was, and it's Lion Red beers. But yeah, I'm gonna give yeah, it seven so out of ten. Don't do that motion, everyone. <laughs> 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 for the listeners out there um try we, they don't need to they don't need to know they don't need to know. no 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 uh imagine picking up a glass and putting it down just just do it everyone who's listening Re- just repetitively picking up a glass and putting it down uh and you'll get why it's so funny that's what that's what Arch was doing the whole time he was describing this beer and i was like make it stop make it stop all right, um, Jabril, take us. Oh my goodness! I'm oh, gonna give this movie. Lord, someone's uh, gonna help this man. Um, I'm gonna give this movie six point five. Uh, <laughs> we can't laugh while doing this, guys. Um, no, no, sorry, we can't. Sorry, 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 sorry. Start it. Start again. Um, six point five. Hakas out of ten. I don't know. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to give it eight point five. Um, Taihas. I think I'm. I'm. I might be pronounced mispronouncing this, but Taihas. Yeah. Uh, which is the the. the that was my other token. Uh, I was considering using if Lion mm-hmm. Biz was taken. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> noise, noise. Um, so yeah, thanks for thanks for watching this. I know this has been a very uncomfortable viewing um, experience. So thank you for your courage and your bravery. And the next one is still a drama. The piano is yes, is the piano, and it's still a drama. So it's still you know, it's still going to hit yeah. home for some. And I believe uh, um, Cliff Curtis is in this as well, or is it? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, I believe yes. same cinematographer as well. Same cinematographer, interesting, different director, and nineties uh, again. So we're we're staying in the nineties with this one. Very good. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you for being on. Uh, well, no, there's no guests here. <laughs> thank you for being on the show. Uh, well, I feel like yeah. a guest. I feel like a guest that had that's been having a lot of uh, technical difficulties. technical difficulties. I feel like a guest in like a fuck. Like I feel like I'm in a cabin in the middle of the woods with like some really poor okay <laughs> um, we'll figure and out and the shower goes we'll on we'll figure it out man anyways we got it we'll figure it out but thank you for for the movie thank you for listening everyone and before we go we kind of fucked up a little bit because we usually say this in the beginning but 22nd of april temps rising don't you forget um we're doing a show we're gonna give it to you on every single episode, so yeah, don't forget. And um, yeah, follow Temps Rising on Instagram and on Facebook, and get tickets on Resident Advisor. Don't forget that. And yeah, for this episode, don't forget to share, like, subscribe, five stars. You know the drill. You know how we do it here on this show. And yeah, catch you later. Um, 
alligator, alligator. Yeah, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, in a while, crocodile. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ciao. Wow. What a difficult. <laughs> I will. I will have my internet sorted by the next one. No, that's right. I think we're all. Uh, 